This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the February 11th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down the waiver wire. It is a hot one right now. A lot of teams going to youth movement, some injuries, a lot of stuff going on. And yeah, it's your your league is going to have a wide variety of pickups at any depth. With me to break it down is Dr. A, Steve Alexander. What's up, man? Uh, nothing, man. Hawks beat the Clippers today. Boban is dead, so you got you a new Boban. Yep. And uh, we're going to talk a little waiver wire. Free Boban. Uh, It's back. And yeah, if you haven't dropped Boban by now, do it and pick up uh, the Unicornet, which we'll talk about in a second. I like calling him Boban. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I'll hand it to you first because I've been kind of talking a lot. so with the trade with, with the trade deadline really fast, did you have any sort of like impressions for pickups? We saw the Lakers really change guys. The Cavs, a uh, big win for them today. We're basically recording this just as that game ended. Um, so do you have like like George Hill and DJ Augustine and Josh Hart? I feel like those are kind of like the high up end, a uh, high end pickups from the deadline. Larry Nance was uh, people seemed to like a little bit more. I felt like people were like, why aren't you so high on Nance? When I did a uh, recording, and we kind of found that out. He only played 21 minutes. His role didn't really change. So, like, how do you feel, I guess, specifically with DJ Augustine, and then the Cavs, and then the Lakers? Um, like Again, those are really the teams that change the most with the big deals. So, do you have anybody that you like more than you may think I like among those three teams? Well, I think... I. I, I you you got you said uh, DJ Augustine to begin with, and that that's where my head was. So sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I was, yeah. I think I was higher on DJ Augustine than than most yeah. most of the, of the crew was. Uh, and then he came out and had a fantastic game right off the bat. And then Shelvin Mack did the same thing, even better the next night. Yeah, he did. But now it's kind of like both of them are intriguing to me. Um, but the, I mean, with Alfred Payton gone, those guys are gonna, both going to play heavy minutes. And I think, uh, I still think DJA is the guy to own there. Um, it's close I, though. I, I don't think DJA is that great. And I said that the other day, like, I think he's going to be more like the game we saw on Saturday and not like the game we saw on Thursday. Maybe, but. maybe I don't think Mac is going to do that. I think Mac got hot. Yeah, and I, Mac's not going to be that good. But Mac's been pretty valuable, though. Even leading into that, he's been pretty good at filling stat sheets. Yeah, they're both going to play like upper twenties, I think. And it's just going to be rough because they're going to be hot handing. We've we've seen this even with Peyton around. He would bench the hot hand or bench the cold hand and play the hot hand. So, True. Yes, I, uh, but I think they. I mean, I'd probably, I'd, I'd rather own DJA, but it's pretty close. Okay. Um. But the teams you're talking about, the the youth movement. Um, yeah, we'll get to those in a second. But what about the um, the Lakers and Cavs? Do you have anybody that you like there? Like, I think George. I think George Hill's probably the class of the, the pickups 
Uh, he's always been really fantasy friendly. Injuries are a concern. Pretty, I would call it a pretty encouraging first game. It was a blowout, so I think he was he played I think 13 minutes in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. And he's probably looking at like 13 points. You know, not much. He's basically gonna be like a super shooting guard. Um, probably like 13 points, three assists, maybe a steal, two threes, good percentages. I'll take that. I think he's a good ad. Yeah, uh, well, one thing I, I wrote uh, in George Hill's take on the waiver wire column was. You know, even in his best season, he averaged like 17 points, three boards, four assists, and a steal. Um, so I think I think it's I think he's low low end um, fantasy point guard at this point. But um, if you're in a deeper league and he was available on your waiver wire, then he was he was a strong pickup. And now he's owned in 65 percent of leagues, so he's pretty much gone in in most of the leagues that matter at this point. Um, and I, I'm good with Hill. I don't love him. I think I think playing with LeBron James hurts, obviously, um, yeah. just because LeBron is a point guard, which is why you said George Hill is going to be more like a shooting guard. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you picked up George Hill um, right before the trade or right after the trade, I, I think it was a good pickup. Yep. Um, and other than that, it's kind of so. What about these? Jetty Osmonds and Jeff Greens and Rodney Hoods. Any of those guys appeal to you? After, like Hill's kind of the class of that group. But, I mean, Jetty Osmonds has been pretty good the last two games. Obviously, that one we kind of throw out because they were so shorthanded. But, I mean, he still played well. 29 minutes, uh, 12 points, 5 boards, 1 assist, 1 steal, and 2 threes. Um, so, yeah, I think he's someone to think about. Yeah, uh Jetty Osman, man, uh, somebody played him against me at FanDuel the night that um, Cleveland didn't have anybody against Atlanta. Uh, I loaded up on Jeff Green and Kyle Korver and LeBron. Um, Osman, though, has played well in both games. He started again today, and he's playing He's playing pretty well. He did not make it into waiver wire, but he might be there next week if uh, if this keeps, keeps up because um, – He's a guy that's available in almost every league. He came out of nowhere. He hadn't, hadn't really played all year. And, um, you know, for deep leagues, that's 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 gold, I think, if he can stick. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. Like he's pretty friendly. Uh, I think they're going to be – he's going to be decent on defense. He shoots the three. He's probably going to get some easy buckets. They want to play faster, they even said. So those are all good things. Uh, he's going to start. Um, and actually, his strong play – is kind of a negative to Larry Nance, I think, because they were considering playing Nance as a four-man slash five-man, but if they're going to go smaller and play LeBron at the four, that's bad news for Nance um, and Jeff Green. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Rodney Hood was Rodney Hood was encouraging. Uh, Clarkson was a little fluky because uh, it was such a blowout, so I wouldn't read too much of him as a pickup. Like I'd definitely rather have George Hill, but um, I think I'd ra- so if I had to rank the team, I'd probably go Hill, Hood, Osman. I'm not I'm not counting the, the LeBron, obviously. Basically, it's really just LeBron. It's like the only bona fide must own player right now, right? Now, I'd rather have I'd rather have Clarkson uh, than Hood. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I I just feel like Clarkson's going to play a lot of both guard guard spots. Uh, J.R. Smith is still going to start and take a ton of ton of threes and shoot the ball, which is it's going to make it hard for Rodney Hood to to go off. Um, whereas Clarkson, I think, I feel like LeBron really likes Jordan Clarkson, yeah. and 
if LeBron likes you, that's half the battle to, to getting minutes and, and being being effective and good. So I, I'm kind of partial to Clarkson out of out of those guys. Okay. Uh, but I do think Jeff Green takes a hit, especially with Osman doing what he's doing. Um, that kind of shut the shuts the door on the Jeff Green potential, I think. Um, and Larry Nance, as long as Kevin Love's out, Larry Nance is going to play. Uh, but I don't think he's going to put up much different numbers than he was putting up in L.A. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. He's basically going to fill in. He'll play certain matchups more, but it's going to basically be the same thing. So if you weren't enticed by Nance before, you're not going to be now. Um, one other negative thing I want to add to Clarkson, he's just a pure scorer, though, man. I mean, he's coming from a great system in L.A., fastest pace, and he still can't really do anything. Doesn't block shots at all. Only .7 steals this year. Not a great three-point shooter, so he doesn't quite fit. But Lou himself said that he's going to run the second unit. So he can, if he can make money and score 16 points a game, which I think he can kind of do, but just he won't really do much else. He'll be kind of like Wiggins-esque. I always compare to him. But, um, yeah, I mean, pick him up if you want to after this one. I mean, he, he had three three-pointers and two, two steals today. But like you said, it was a blowout, so it's kind of hard to get a feel for whether or not that was real or not. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, okay, so moving on, on the, just talk about the Boston side of this. There's really, uh, you put Rogier in the, in the waiver wire. He's been pretty good. Garbage time, I think, was a factor on this one. Was team high, 21 points. Only three players hit double figures. So it was, uh, they got beat down in Paul Pierce Day. Yeah, my thing about Rogier is as long as Marcus Smart's not there, Rogier's going to give heavy minutes. And, he's, and he's, we've, he's shown over the last three weeks that he's, he's good. Um, and, uh, the other thing is when smart comes back, he's going to have trouble getting Rozier out of there. I think, mm. uh, I think Rozier's really made a name for himself and it's going to be hard for Brad Stevens not to keep playing Rozier, you know, at least 20, 23 to 25 a game, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like, I love Rozier. I, I think he's, he, we were on, we were high on him last year and he mm. never really, never really blossomed, but, uh. You know this Marcus Smart injury has really opened the door for him, and he's he's been great, man. That triple double he had, I, he won he won fantasy games for a lot of people last week. Yeah, he was, the Kyrie thing definitely got him going. Uh, okay, so now that we got that stuff out of the way, let's talk just uh, about the waiver wire column really fast, just to kind of go through it. And right off the top, we kind of disagree. Uh, the <laughs> first guy, the first guy you put in there was Andrew Harrison, who was great. But now with Tyreek back and Tyreek starting, although Harrison's also starting next to him, I don't see it, man. I mean, there's so many other guys I'd rather have. I'd much rather own Sadoransky. I'd rather own Hill. Rather own DJ. There's just I don't. I'd rather own uh, even Moutier, man, um, who I don't like at all as a player. But he's actually having a pretty decent debut. We'll talk about him in a second, but. I just I don't know I'm I'm just not a Harrison guy I I was getting on board because uh, I thought Tyreek was gone but um and then also also uh, Wayne Seldon's out today with a knee issue so I just don't see the volume being there for him. Well, I I thought that Andrew Harrison could not play basketball until about two <laughs> two and a half weeks ago when he finally started making shots and finally started doing something and now he's kind of kept it going for you know two or three weeks in a row and it's of course. Uh, a lot of that's related to Mike Conley not playing. A lot of it's related to Tyreek being shut down because he was going to be traded, and then they didn't trade him, which I still don't understand. So bad. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, 
Harrison's only owned in 22% of the league. Some of the other guys you mentioned are, are more like 50, 60, 70% owned. I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd rather have Moutier than Harrison, yeah. I think it says it all. Yeah, um, I would. I really would. And I, don't, I hate Moutier. I think I've, I'm have i a Jamal Murray guy through and through. So, But I, I, I'm really, I guess I really encourage the game so far today. Like the stat line's not popping off, but nine is pretty. We'll talk about that in a second, but 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 Harrison, um, you know, last five, fifteen point eight points, three point oh rebounds, five assists, uh, almost a steal, almost a block, over a three pointer. He's shooting fifty percent over his last five games. So that so the fact that he's making shots is is kind of what's turned the tide on him because. Even if he doesn't do a lot of other things, if he's making shots and scoring some points, he's he's also going to get assists because he's going to run the the point there, whether whether Tyreek's playing or not. The other thing is Memphis is talking about shutting shutting guys down and going with the youth movement, and we all know that Tyreek Evans has been around for a while and they know what he can do. So he they don't need to play him the rest of the season heavy minutes. So I, I still think that Andrew Harrison, if he can stay hot and if he can make shots. Um, is a guy worth adding right now, especially if you need somebody who's going to play, you know, if he plays four games and you've got somebody else only playing three, he might be worth it. Okay. Um, so other than that, let's see, we had, then we talked about Hill, talked about DJ. I love Thomas. Do you, you'd rather take Sedaransky over any of these guys. I would take him. Well, I guess it depends. Like, if you have, like, only a two-week playoff and your playoffs are basically just April and you don't have long playoffs, then, okay, maybe it's different. But Sadoransky's got a good month of value going his way still, and he's just been so, so good. And we saw the concussion thing. His head was bleeding. But, yeah, he's been he's been awesome. Um, night after night, had a career-high 25 before the injury, just lightened it up with shots, playing really well off Bradley Beal. He, he's just been such a breakout. Yeah, Sato's been been very good. I, I I don't think he he might miss a game. He might miss two games with the with the head injury, but I don't think he's got one of those full blown Chris uh, Dunn's <laughs> that keep you out for an Al Horford ex- uh, period of time. Chris Dunn uh, as well in that group. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, Sato he, he it's been kind of weird. I mean, he, he's he's been up and down. I think. Um, the assists have been pretty consistent, but his scoring has been all over all over the place. Uh, his minutes have kind of been all over the place. Um, you know, last Monday and Tuesday, he only played 22 minutes in both of those games. Um, and I think people are like, oh, here comes Tim Frazier. And then... By the way, Tim a- Frazier, has a, he's getting nasal fracture surgery too, so that's also a bump for Sato. That's a huge, that's a huge deal for Sato, because now it's only Sato. Yeah, and um, apparently Derek Rose... They're apparently close to signing Derrick Rose. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, man. Uh, Who would have thought an MVP getting, you know, you wave an MVP who has a cheap contract, and he just gets straight wave, man. That guy's career arc is just like nothing we've never seen before, man. It's sad, man. It really is. uh, But, you know, Sato got 34 minutes on, on Thursday. He got 37 minutes on Saturday before he got hurt. He shot at lights out on Saturday, and he shot really well on on Thursday. So I mean, he's he's definitely headed in the right direction. We just have to hope that he doesn't get thrown off track by the concussion. But yeah. I I think he's going to be okay. I mean, he his month right now is just beast. Thirteen point two six game sample, thirteen point two points, five dimes, one point eight steals, one point seven threes, 
Made every free throw he shot and 61% from the field. I mean, geez, just balling. So, um, yeah. I'm really, I'm really glad that you, me, and everybody else at Roto World pretty much said we wanted Sato over Frazier yeah. as soon as all went down. Yep. That, uh, like I said, that first game when Frazier had 14 assists, he had eight in garbage time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, so we can move on from point guards. Um, shooting guard, just talk about Hart. I, I'm, I'm the big Hart guy because – the Lakers are that first unit's been playing really well. They talked about bringing Isaiah off the bench. Uh, again, I love guys who play multiple positions. Hart's not going to be a high score, so you see the discouraging game against Dallas yesterday, and you may be, oh no, what's what's up with Hart? It's fine. He still got his twenty nine minutes. His rebounds were down. Uh, everything was really down, but the minutes were there. He's going to play thirty minutes. He's going to score probably close to eleven points. Probably going to rebound about seven over a three a game, over to steal a game. Sign me up. Yeah, um, I love Josh Hart, man, and and I'm a little concerned about what happens when when Lonzo. if Lonzo comes back, um, because that's because somebody's going to have to lose minutes, and it's probably going to be Hart losing some of those. But I agree with you. I think he's between 25 and 30 minutes the rest of the way. He's a great rebounder for his size, and um, I mean he had three double doubles in a row. And before his last two games. They're so. calling him Josh Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I love Josh Hart. He's only 26% owned. And I, the the trend on him is people are dropping him at a really high rate. Um, if you look at his ad drops on Yahoo, it's, it's a lot more people are dropping him than adding him. But I think, especially given the fact that it's the Lakers and they have nothing to play for this year, um, I think Josh Hart's good to go. I agree with everything you said except for one thing. I think that the guy who takes minutes, loses minutes from Lonzo coming back, KCP. Uh, I mean, you look at where this team fit the minutes last night. 14 from Brewer. Those can just go away. They And they even said that they, they have no ties to KCP. He's done after this year. They even said, uh, and Sam Amick wrote a great article about this, saying that KCP could come off the bench, but he has the same agent as LeBron. Obviously, they want LeBron, but they want to develop heart. Uh, so... I would expect KCP to fade, and I still think I still think Hart's got 30 minutes in the bag, like even when Lonzo comes back, and which we don't even know if that's going to happen soon. So yeah, and it, like I um I don't think that Josh Hart's going to fade away. I think he might lose a few minutes. That, that's all I was saying. He's not going to be a double double guy. I'll, I, we know that, but it's like he's basically like what we thought Avery Bradley would be. I think with maybe not yeah. as many steals, but yep. So Avery Bradley, Avery Bradley's a drop, right? Like I'm pretty much I don't know all these names we keep throwing out like every guard, every point guard we've mentioned I would drop Bradley for them like I would drop him for Hart there's so many guys Josh Jackson we'll talk about in a second like I can't believe how bad Avery Bradley is so speaking of small forwards I mean Joe Josh Jackson's crazy and I've said this multiple times there's nobody in the NBA right now that was bad in the 2017 portion. Of the season, and it's just great now in the 2018 portion. Ricky Rubio also honorable mention there, but this guy has to be added. He's a stat filler. Ooh, Rudy a dunk. Moody is looking good. <laughs> We're watching this game with a minute left in the Knicks game. Um, recording this, excuse me. So um, I don't even know what to say about Josh Jackson. Like he's has to be owned, man. He's just a freak. I mean, I would have made him the the picture, but I think we've had his picture in columns like seven times in the last two weeks. Uh, because he's just going crazy, and that that game, that game he threw up last night, 
it was like a 52 point DFS score. Um, he had four blocks and a steal and a bunch of other stuff and scored 20 points again. He scored 20, he scores 20 points every time he plays. And, uh, like you said, man, I've never seen a guy suck. Like he sucked for the first half of the season. And then January 1st got here and he just went, he just started going off. He had the January 2nd DMPCD. And then after that, just took off. I mean, message received uh, from that DMPCD. It's just um, unbelievable. Uh, Magic Wings, Juice, that's Jonathan Simmons to the uninitiated. And Mario Hazonia, we've seen Aaron Gordon's out again. Um, he's probably out into the All-Star break. We saw him get ruled out for the dunk contest. That was kind of a big hint because he really wanted to do it in his home state. So hopefully Gordon's back. I mean, at this point, if Mario's still on your wire, like I'd probably rather just add somebody else. Like any anybody else really. I don't think Mar- Mar- I don't think I don't think Mario's in that class of Hills, DJs, Sattos, Hearts, Jacksons. Like there's and even still, I'd, I'd honestly rather own the Unicornet over over Mario, just because I, I want to see a guy trending up who's eventually. I, I we don't think Gordon's gonna be out for the season. So I hope not, man. Yeah, oh, that would be bad. So he's, he's just wasting away on my bench. Yeah, I Rondé. I have him and Rondé so many teams. It's like, oh, come on, come on back, guys. So, are we still holding Rondé? Uh, you know what? I mean, it, it's to the point now where you got to make a decision. Yeah, if you need to drop him, I'm okay. He's already been ruled out. He's not going to play this week. I'm pretty sure. So hopefully, the, but it's the All Star break coming up, though, man. So I mean, if you could weather the storm this week, he'll probably be back next week. That's the thing about Aaron Gordon, too, man. If I would have known he was going to be out this long in those Yahoo daily leagues, I have him in. I I probably would have cut him right then. Yeah. But I mean, if you've held on this long, and like you said, the All Star breaks here, you you just got to get through uh, next week. Um, Speaking of which, would you stash anybody like Rudy Gay or anybody like that, or? Um, I'm not stashing anybody on the Spurs. Yeah, I'm not either. I, 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 that's just... Yeah, there's no, there's, <laughs> it's not worth the headache. Uh, power forward, one guy who I really like, kind of been pumping him up for like two weeks now, and that's Dwight Powell. Um, night after night, the Harrison Barnes thing, I didn't think that was going to hurt him, and it's not. Um, he's off to a great start already. Obviously, the Mavs are, we're... He's our, we're four minutes in. He's got six points already. Just easy buckets. So many layups. So many dunks. Like he's almost like uh, DeAndre Jordan with how easy his shot selection is. So I love him, man. He's he's in that high class of pickups. I think he should be owned everywhere. Dude, he's shooting seventy three percent from the floor over his last five. And he's making and his free throws. Every, every, and he's making free throws. And he's rebounding. He's getting steals. Um. Yeah. I mean. And like you said, Harrison Barnes came back, and Powell came off the bench last game, and still had nineteen point seven boards, two steals. Yep. So I mean, I, I like I like Dwight Powell quite a bit. Yeah, he has he has to be owned. Um, who else? That's all I wrote down. Anybody else power forward you want to talk about? I didn't write nah. it down. Nope. Uh, center Jared Allen's old news. Don't worry about him getting, having a bad game yesterday. And like I said on Twitter, if you're worried about Jared Allen after one game, like you need to drop him because we don't want you on Team Jared Allen. <laughs> You're gonna be worried about him. Just he got he got eaten up by AD. He's not the first person to do that. He won't be the last. And we saw Quincy AC play huge minutes. So Jared Allen's fine. Like he's he was a t- he's been a top thirty player in the last like 
16, 17 days or something, whatever it is. It's been just a difference maker. Um, Luke Cornett. Well, actually, let's wait for the Knicks game to end. So Dwayne Dedman, he was a, another sneaky deadline winner. He had a finally started, and then Budenholzer after the game, I forget the exact quote, but he basically said Dedman's sticking in the first unit. Um, huge game. 20, 13, three steals, one block, one assist, one three, seven and nine from the field. So he's a red-hot pickup. I would definitely go at him. Well, and it's important to note that Miles Plumley, for whatever reason, they decided before this game, they said on the radio, uh, they decided that he was not going to play today. Finally. I don't know if that's going to be ongoing. I, I wouldn't surprise if it, if it is. I mean, I don't know why they were starting him anyway. So overdue. Uh, Just the exact quote was, quote, I think we'll stick with these starters. So, But Deadman, Deadman had 20 and 13 with three steals and a block today. But prior to that, you know, on Friday he had three points, and on Thursday he had eight points and like two and four rebounds. So I mean, he was looking—he was not looking good. I'm sure there were people that had picked him up, and after those two games, like, uh, no, thank you, and dropped him. And then he came back today and just went crazy. And now it looks like they're going to ride him and and let him continue to start and use him. So uh, I'm glad I put him in waiver wire. It's odd. I thought. I thought I had Brooke Lopez written down to put in waiver wire, even though I do not like Brooke Lopez. No, I um, do actually. I think it was a but, huge. I think it was a top five winner from Deadline. Well, that's why I was going to put him in there because yeah. I think he. I think he got a boost from what happened on trade day. Larry Nance, uh, yeah. But he did not end up in the column. I, I don't even know how that happened. I mean, but, he already got. He already got picked up. I mean, like pretty much once you saw Larry Nance go, you drop whoever you got to drop to get. You know him. what? I think that's it, dude. I think I looked at his ownership percentage, yeah. and it was so high, I just took him out. That makes sense. That's what it was. But, um, yeah, uh, let's talk about your boy, Luke. Okay, so, yeah, this game just went final. Let's talk some Knicks. And, uh, hey, Moody A2 first. Let's talk about him, man. Double-double, 14-10 no. assists. He had a really nice start. I believe he started 3-3 three three for a quick 6, but he finished 5-14. of 14, So, that means he went 2-11 of 11 in his final 11. But man, double di- he was great, and they said that Jared Jack is eventually going to lose the starting job. They said they want to practice, and it made it sound like it would be maybe after the break. But hey, he closed this game out. It's it's Moutier time, man. Point guards are hard to come by. Do, do you change your stance with the Moutier versus Harrison take? Um, I need to see Moutier one more time. Yeah, uh, he closed, but, man. They, they played really well down the stretch too. They they started to come back a little bit, so. But it is important to note, Jarrett Jack started and only played eight minutes. He's Trey done. Burke. Trey Burke played eight minutes. And, you know, part of the part of the concern about Moutier was there's four point guards in New York, and they're all going to – it's just a bad committee. Um, but if they're just going to roll with Frankie and Moutier the rest of the way, then, then that changes things in my mind and makes Moutier look a lot more attractive. Very noteworthy. They both closed, Frank Nilekina and – Moody, both those closes came out next to each other. Hornacek said before the game they were going to play next to each other, so he kept his word there. So and, yeah, and there were only, you know, the plus minus stat. There were only three pluses for the Knicks today, and it was Michael Beasley, Frankie Smokes, and Emmanuel Moutier. Yep, those three guys closed. Um, that was it. Yep, um, I think Cantor closed and Hardaway. They went small. Uh, I think it um, with those guys. So yeah. Um, I, I like I don't I'm not a Moutier guy, but 
if you're going to have usage and your team can take a hit on free, uh, field goal percentage, I'm down. Um, he's going to have assists. They they want to play him. And again, if they're going to play Neela Keenan next to him, it's great. I love I love those Pacers hickory uniforms. You do? I, I'm kind of like okay on them. I love um, them. Well, I'm from, I'm from Indiana. Yeah. That probably I think the, the best, the best, uh, the best ones are the Miami ones. Yeah, they're pretty good. I got a, I bought a Josh Richardson Miami Vice shirt. I'm, I can't wait for it to come. I'm gonna wear it like every day. <laughs> uh, actually, real quick, are we worried about Wade affecting anybody? Richardson, Dragic, Tyler Johnson, Wayne Ellington. I am. I'm worried about. I'm dropping Johnson and I'm dropping Ellington. I mean, if uh, if they were like if they were like already your worst players. Then drop him. Johnson's yeah, been bad too. Johnson's been terrible lately. If, if Wade was going anywhere but Miami, I wouldn't think that he would do much damage. But because he's going home and he's such a, they have to play him as much as they can there, just because the fans love him and he loves the fans. It it, it makes Ellington and and Johnson very sketchy. Yep. So I would probably. Draw. I'm not worried at all about Richardson and. Um, little worried about James. What about your boy James Johnson? Uh, he's been kind. Of, I, I I've been saying for weeks now he doesn't look healthy. He doesn't look healthy. So, he, I've said it for weeks. He needs the All Star break. He's oh. so quiet right now. Like yeah. I haven't dropped him anywhere, but he he's not a must start player. Would you drop him for like the Hills? The if he's your worst player and you have like DJ A, I drop him for Sato. I don't check. I don't. I wouldn't drop him for Moutier. I maybe would drop him for Deadman if I needed a big man. I maybe drop him for Bender. I would obviously drop him for Jackson. I would drop him for Powell. I would drop him for Powell. I don't. Um, I wouldn't. I can't. I still can't do Dragon Bender. I, yeah, we'll talk about them in a second. Or actually, we could do it now. Anything else you want to add, Knicks wise? Oh, we didn't talk about uh, Cornet, Luke, the Unicornet yet. Yeah, you didn't talk about your boy. So very noteworthy to me. He again, Cantor played a full complement of minutes. O'Quinn played a full complement of minutes. They basically played Cornet as the backup four with some five mixed in. He played next to both O'Quinn and next to Cantor. He saw fourth quarter minutes, missed all three of his threes. Those were his only shots. He had two steals. But his debut was just a monster. Double-double, three block, four blocks and three threes. Uh, he was, what, number seven per game on Yahoo? <laughs> so whenever you pull it up. You would see Cornet right at the top of uh, available players if you look it up by season per game average for fantasy value. So I'm down, man. Like I said, uh, everywhere I had Boban in deeper leagues, I swapped him out for the Unicornet, which is a great nickname. Yeah, and like, like you said um, before we went on the air, you're like, uh, yeah, he's my new Boban. <laughs> Boban. And I was like, yeah, you need a new, need a new Boban because yeah. your old one's broken. Massive so. L taken on that one. So we went to the store and got a new Boban, yeah. Boban, and his name is the Unicornet. Yeah. Uh, other takeaways here. Uh, are we okay with Tim Hardaway Jr. stinking it up so bad or what? He's just missing everything. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's going he's gonna to come around. Yeah, I think he's all right. A little encouraging today. Um, yeah, he played better today, but he didn't do anything except score some points. Yeah. It's- um, okay, so let's talk about the Sun. Talked about Josh Jackson already. So Marquise Chris, man, I'm done, dude. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I'm waiting for some a reason to drop him. All these names we keep throwing out. If you want to drop him for Cornet, I'm down. But th- I feel like he's if he's going to come off the bench, it's not going to be fun. Uh, he he is for whatever reason 
And he said this earlier when he because he started the year on the bench. He was like, it took me a second to realize that I'm coming up the bench, and it was hard for him. Ew, oh, five turnovers, five fouls. I think he did that in the first 11 minutes. And he was going to probably get more minutes late, but didn't play well. Oh, missed both his free throws. Like, <laughs> oh, man. So I'm, <laughs> like, If you want to drop him, there has to be somebody. Like Luke Cornett offers just as much upside as Chris does. He's not going to be as well, – maybe he will be a big event. Like, if you want to just cut him – You'll get. You know, I will not. I. I don't care. You could cut him for. I. I can't think of anybody. Like I will. If you want to say, oh, I want to cut him for. I don't even know. Like name anybody. Anybody. Like, Kenneth Fareed. I don't even care. Like. Cut Dude, him, you would... know what? You know what? Kobe Bryant is in the ESPN system. Yeah, I would drop. You could drop him for Kobe Bryant, and I wouldn't talk you out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I want one of our board readers or board listeners to. Go back through all the podcasts this season and just string <laughs> all the Marquise Chris takes together back to back to back to back. Please don't. I mean, it would be hilarious. Please don't. Like, what kind of an <laughs> idiot would cut Marquise Chris right now? I and still, it, again, I'm, I'm going to be wrong. I mean, I make predictions all the time. Like, I'm wrong about Bobine. I'll take the L there. I'll take the Chris L. Um, no, I'm not, make, I'm not yeah. making fun saying you were wrong. It's just funny that there it, it has gone from such extreme high to extreme low. And it's been a roller coaster all year. It's like, oh, here comes Chris again. Let's go yep. pick him up. And I mean, it's it's not just you; it's everybody. I mean, the the, the entire fantasy world has gone through this with us, and it's just it, everybody feels the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, I would drop him for I would drop him for Bender. Bender's been pretty good lately. So, I mean, look at Bender's last five games. He's got fifteen points, seven boards, three assists, two point eight threes. I'm encouraged by seeing the shot attempts are up. He's he's taking 10.4 shots a game over this stretch. He has upside for blocks. I'm down. I would easily swap out Chris for Bender. Like no question. Yeah, I missed uh, Bender going off yesterday. Yeah, career high 23. So he was, yeah. he was heating up before that. So he's um, playing. Yeah, you're right, man. His last five are he's he's been good. I I kind of wrote, wrote that guy off. Yeah. Well, he burned us when Chris went down. We were like, oh, so, here he comes, and he just. Flops so hard, Fosbury flop style. Anybody else, Suns wise? Um, we saw so Elford Payton. Like, it looks like I should have had Bender in the waiver wire call. Yeah, he's, he's, he's probably one of the hotter pickups to me. He's balling. Yeah, and then Elford Payton's and Josh Jackson's still good. You're obviously dropping Eulis, who's hurt. You're dropping Josh Gray if you add him in deep league. I'm dropping Alex Lamb. This this rotation and Bender playing well is a big knock on him. Lamb's just been. Another brutal one. He's not healthy. He can't play 20 minutes a game anymore. By the way, I think Alfred Payton is going to go off in Phoenix. Great landing spot for him. Really, it, it was perfect. Like it couldn't have been any better. Seriously. Like unless you play fantasy G League and he went there or something, he's not going to put <laughs> better stats anywhere else. But, yep. All right. So other Saturday storylines that we had. Let me see what else talked about that. Okay. So. Um, what about anything Nets-wise? Um, Joe Harris has been really good. Alan Crabb, he's a pickup. Red hot in his last two. Had a career high 34, then 28, eight threes. Huge fourth quarter. Overtime made some threes. Uh, I'm down to add Crabb. I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in that upper echelon, guys, though. Like the Sados and the Hills and the DJAs and all that. But I think Crabb's a good, Crabb's a good pickup. He's playing really well. Joe Harris is... Joe Harris is been quietly good for really good 
two months. He's, that, that's a big game from him on Saturday. It's double double, two steals, two blocks, two threes, three assists, good shooting. It's a huge. Stat he's line. been. He's been really. He's been. He's been a solid. If you picked him up two or two or three months ago or two or three weeks ago, he's been solid. Yeah, but Levert's going to come back. He's been ruled out tomorrow as well. RHJ is going to come back eventually. So those two guys coming back will eventually hurt them. And you know who else has just been so, so, so good, even with Russell coming back? Dinwiddie, man. He's He's got to be pickup of the year, I feel like. Uh, Yeah, he's right there. Night, year, the night lo- after night, he's just... Not for how it. long he's been doing it. Yeah. And then Russell comes back and he's still doing it. Yeah. But Russell encouraging, too. They actually talked about... He got benched a little bit later, but they talked about it, it was more... He had a bad turnover, and Atkinson said it was a more worry... He's more worried about the minutes than... Uh, his minute count was the reason why he got pulled, not the poor play. He is bad with turnovers, though. He needs to get that fixed. And Quincy AC played 40 minutes yeah, in the game. Because, because Allen got benched um, from the AD thing. So, yeah, nothing in, nothing to read into that. But um, And Jalil Okafor played five minutes. Done, which we knew was How coming. How many Jalil Okafor questions have I gotten this year? A lot. And Greg Monroe, another guy that was just like, settle down. They're not going to be that good. Other stuff. Oh, San Antonio. So we got some news while we were chatting. DeJounte Murray is going to be questionable. And LaMarcus Aldridge is ruled out now for tomorrow. So possibly. And I believe, I believe the Spurs only have two, game, uh, two games. Everyone, Pretty much everyone does. A couple teams have one, though. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I think... Somebody only has two games over the next two weeks. Oh, is really? It, is it the Spurs? I don't know. I don't know what their schedule looks like beyond this week. Yeah, I need to. Okay, while you're doing that. But, yeah, I think Davis Bertans would be the pickup there. Played okay yesterday. He plays multiple positions. I don't really care about Joffrey Laverne. Um, yeah, it kind of is what it is. Derek White played big minutes yesterday. He's kind of a deep league pickup. We saw our boy Rick Campbell added him in 30-man. That was a nice pickup. Um, yeah, but a little bit garbage time special though. So Patty Mills is probably the guy you want to get. Um, really, the last point guard. Uh, White's kind of a hybrid. Um, but yeah, there's really again the Spurs are really hard to add, man. Uh, and Danny Green got dinged up as well, so it's kind of a wasteland. I'd rather just target another situation. Like I'd rather add Moutier. Yeah, I can't. The Spurs, the Spurs play two and two. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, the next two, which which is the same as everybody else yeah. for the most part. It's a uh, indie. Plays one game this week and one game next week. Oh, oh my God. Victor Oladipo. That's not fun. If you have my team with Oladipo and Turner's about to take it on the chin. <laughs> uh, okay, so that thing that does it for the Saturday. Oh, um, Chris Dunn's coming back. So you're dropping a lot of bulls. Uh, you're dropping Jerry and Grant. You're dropping Valentine despite his start. And then also, too, okay, it's the next topic. Youth movements. We have some teams confirming youth movements. The Grizzlies said they want to play their front court youth more. So that means more Rab, more Deontay Davis, if he ever gets healthy. Um, Jarrell. Yep, Jarrell Martin. I don't really. I think J Mike's minutes may dial back. I think J Mike's not really worth owning right now. Um, but yeah, it was more, more specifically about the front court, obviously, with Brandon Wright being bought out and playing, going to Houston. Uh, and also, quick, hey, uh, we'll stick with that first. So, anything here? We talked about Harrison already. Uh, let's see how he's doing. Hey, he's not doing much early, but no one really is. But any any Grizzlies worth adding besides Harrison to you? Uh, I, don't, I, I mean, Dylan Brooks to me has been a guy that that has 
been a borderline hold for. But a the, month. we don't like we don't like that though. We don't like. I mean, for to be a borderline hold for a, a month or two months, who cares? <laughs> you, can, you could be a borderline hold for like a week or two, but. Well, what is the? Uh, here's a better question. What is the date that Mark Gasol is going to be shut down? What is what is your prediction? What is your date? I don't think he's going to be. You don't think so? Do you think he's going to play the end of the season? Yeah. I know I Jonas would probably say, like, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he's firmly I'm, on jo- Jonas, we love Jonas. He loves he loves his trades and he loves his shutdowns. Those are his two I'm gonna go-tos. Go with, I'm going to go with March 17th. I knew you were going to say St. Patrick's Day. I felt like I felt like you were going to say that. But that, that's... He wants to play, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't. And he I apparently gets whatever he wants, right? He's, <laughs> he's the reason why they fired Fizdale. That we'll franchise, see. man, they like it's kind of weird because they do a great job in like their social media and all the way they cover the team. They have like their own little group of beat writers that cover the team really well, but their management of the actual basketball operations is just bad, man. Um, Deontay, Deontay is a stash for me because if I'm right and Gasol is shut down Deontay Davis is going to be a super hot pickup but like you said he's got to get healthy yeah I have been, I've had him on 30 man for months now so I'm, I hope I'm wrong like I, have, I haven't cut him yet um okay so other teams on the youth movement we've heard uh Steve Clifford uh, he said that they're gonna today just announced that they're gonna look at their lineups for eight to ten more days games excuse me and then go from there so if they play because it's they aren't totally dead on the playoff race yet um especially with the pistons losing but i mean they got they're six and a half out of the eight spot um, that's a really really tough thing to overcome especially with philly winning three straight so but the problem is there's nobody worth stashing on this team so kind of just basically the takeaway is careful on your batums careful on your marvins Careful on your Dwight's a little bit, you know. Just I think that I, I think Campbell will be okay. Maybe a trend down, but you're obviously still starting him. But all your borderline Hornets, like even actually Jeremy Lamb was kind of a deadline loser because they didn't unload anyone. So I'm down dropping Lamb if you want for all these guys we keep talking about. There's so many pickups right now. There's nothing to like in Charlotte except Dwight and and Kemba. I mean, mm-hmm. Nick Batum today was 0 for 10. He was keeping up though too. Two points. I, I, I've been in Batum's camps. I keep saying he's going to have a big second half. He's going to get it turned around like Ricky Rubio did. But it it's just it's been a it's been a work in progress. Hmm. It's tough. Yeah. So nothing to stash there. Uh, the Knicks again. We already mentioned them. Moutier, man. I, I don't. I hate Moutier, but fantasy. What's up? Give me those counting stats. Um, the Bulls also announced that they're going to be doing a youth movement after the break. Cameron Payne is going to play. Paul Zipster and Chris Felicio were the three names mentioned that are going to play more after the break. So, again, that means bye-bye Jerry and Grant. We kind of knew that. Chris Dunn's men's maybe held slightly in check. He probably won't play upper 30s. And then, yeah, I mean, there's really nobody else. Marketing is fine. Why are they even going to bother with campaign? I don't know, man. They, they gave up so much to get him. I guess they want to give him a fair shake. I don't know, man. I, I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, you're obviously not picking him up. Um, Kings are already resting guys. We'll see what that means. Uh, I don't think they're really resting too many guys right now. Um, cause the whole George Hill going away thing was noteworthy because yeah, they're playing both Kufus and 
Zebo and Temple. So they're, they're and Carter. So that apparently that thing is over with. It was just getting George Hill out was what they needed to do. So, but yeah, there's really nobody there besides like Darren Fox, Willie Cauley Stein, and then it's I don't know. Or actually, maybe Zebo's good now. Maybe. I mean, I I struggle with trusting that. I mean, he's played every game for, what now, since the 23rd. And that's a pretty good sample right there. You're talking seven games straight. That's pretty good. I I think he should be owned. No, uh, nobody healed? I mean, I'm okay, but he's not in that class. He's he's not. He was so quiet in the last game, and he scored like 15 points in like four minutes or something to end the game. So, I'm, I mean, I'm. Sure, but I'm, if I'm sitting there and Buddy Heels on my roster and all these guys we keep talking about, I'd drop him for Moutier. Yeah, uh, I probably would too. Yeah, he's just like, again, I don't care about borderline holds, man. At this point, we know we, all the teams aren't going to be changing now. All our stashes are done. Like We keep talking about stashes, but... It's going to be the All Star break, man. It's, I don't. I, I feel like the stash point. This, once it gets to the All Star, um, the deadline, it's usually overlaps. Like that's when that stash term goes away. Like your fantasy playoffs are coming up. A couple of my leagues only have three more matchups left. So one's a, one's a two. Um, sort of. But there's also just the way the NBA is now. Like the last three weeks of the season, so many dudes get shut down. Yeah, and then that's your Deontay Davis and your whoever else go crazy. Um, but, I mean, you don't want to stash a guy now to hold him to, so that he gets hot on April 1st or whatever. Right, but, I mean, if you're going to stash a guy and his upside, his whoever you're stashing, his upside's the same as Moutier and all these other guys we keep talking about anyways. Why not just get someone who's going to help you now? Right. So maybe he could be better. By the way, what's going on with C.J. Miles? Fuego today. Dude, he played 15 minutes on Tuesday and scored 20. He's played 20 minutes on Thursday and scored 11 with a bunch of stuff. Then he played 18 minutes today and scored 24 with six threes. See, that's crazy to me. And they're winning, man. They, they win. were hard. They were dead. they were like fadeaway threes contested. It was that Raptors second unit. And I've said this multiple times. That Raptors second unit is so good. It hurts Lowry. It hurts DeRozan. It hurts JV. It hurts Serge because. It's twofold. One, they extend leads so much that they stay in longer. And then two, they blow people out. I think it's four or five games in the last whatever that they haven't even... They've blown everyone out in the last couple games because their second unit just smashes. Well, Miles is killing it. My boy Freddie Van Vliet is in waiver wire. DeLon Wright should be... He's sort of in waiver wire. I included him with Van Vliet. But yeah, man, that second unit um, is pretty, pretty good for one of the league's better teams. Like... 39 and 16, Toronto is. Number one in the East. Yeah, DeLon Wright, he only had four shots, missed all of them. But his other stat, and that's why we like him, man. He had six assists, one steal, two blocks. He's defensive. He's a Danny Green, man. Like He's been a six-rounder since Christmas. He's a lot more fun to watch play basketball than Danny Green is. Yeah, that's true. And his, block, his blocks are just crafty, man. I think they were both from behind today. It's really nice. Uh, okay, so Sunday takeaways. We talked about the Hawks. Um, Old Depot almost had a quad double today. Uh, he just went berserk. He had 38, 9 assists, 6 steals. He had the 6 steals midway through the third. Um, one block, 2 3. He's just a stud muffin. Do we care about this whole Collison thing? 
don't know. Like Lance is Lance Lance is probably the pickup there. But I mean, I don't know. I don't, like if Lance is still there, kind of just don't really care. Lance has been good, man. I, yeah, I like Lance. So, so Boyan's been pretty good too. Boyan's been awesome. Love me some Boyan. Yeah, he's actually been really good. He's been yeah, dropping he's twenty been game over his last five with three three point oh three. He's good shooting, great shooting actually. Yes, yeah, so he's red hot. He should be owned. Uh, anything else from dude? I you. I want to hear you go on a Mark Marquise Chris like rant about Tarian Prince. Okay, he's been bad, man. Like again, they're gonna be better, but he's not playing well. Like if you're gonna play 30 minutes, and he got benched again for uh, Tyler Dorsey for the second time in the last like five games. Tyler Dorsey's closed out over Prince. We saw him lose minutes to Malcolm Delaney, who's playing more off the ball. It's bad, man. Like again, all these guys we keep mentioning. He's not like don't be clinging to Prince anymore. Yes, yeah. we were hope we were hopeful that we would see Urson, who's not waving. He doesn't want to get waved. Doesn't want to get bought out. Um, Twenty eight minutes today. Yep, he closed again today after his I minutes mean, were Ursan's down. Urson's another guy you got to think about picking up if they're going to play him and he's going to stay. Well, I don't know because he didn't close that first game after the deadline. Um, they kept his minutes down to I think fifteen, so that's going to be kind of annoying. But, but didn't they get crushed by the Cavs in that game? Um, no, it was close. They went. They closed with um, Collins, Deadman. Uh, no, I'm talking. I'm talking about the the Thursday game. The Thursday oh, game yeah. against the Magic. That was close. Yeah, they closed with Deadman, Collins, Prince, and Dorsey and Schroeder. I'm pretty sure. So, then no no Elias over there. And they they I mean they had. I think I think that Collins would have closed again if he didn't foul out. So. Yeah, and I, I'm with you, man. If you want to cut Tarian Prince, do it. I mean, yeah. we've waited long enough. Yeah, like like I said, this is who cares now. Like we know this is the roster he's going to have to play with. He's not going to get. I don't know. He's just not good. He's just not playing well. So, uh, him, him, Bradley, Chris, like those are probably our three biggest misses. I think. I'm trying to think of anybody uh, else. I can't. I can't imagine anyone who did not miss on Avery Bradley. I mean, I think I. I was saying, you know, he's not going to be as good as he was in Boston, just because he's on a new team. It's a different system and everything else. But man, I mean, I thought he'd be, you know, sixth round value. Yeah, that's what we all thought. I thought he would be just as good, if not better. Man, with SVG could turn some guys around, but he's just been a disaster. And even in, awesome. in, with the Clippers, he's not doing anything yet. His boards, his boards are up though, actually, which is crazy. So the last two games, he's had eight rebounds. He didn't have a single game with eight rebounds as a Piston, which is mm-hmm. insane for a guy that averaged like seven rebounds a game up until yep. January last year. It's it's just amazing how that guy just fell apart. Props to Brad Stevens, I guess. Uh, oh, dude, Brad Stevens is a genius. Yeah, got his butt whipped today, though. Cabbies. Uh, so let's see. Other uh, Dwight. Dwight started today because Dirk's out. Right, right. Yeah. But still, he's fine. He's going to get his 20, 27 minutes. And... Yeah, I mean, he's playing well off the bench or starting. It doesn't really matter. Yep, yep. And they, they're they going to probably rest guys more often now. They, maybe they embrace the tank a little bit. Well, now yeah. that Dirk has missed a game, his goal was playing 82. Now that that's out the window, they might sit him more. He's been so good, though, by the way. He has, like, fifth-round value in the last, like, 20 games or something. He's been so sneaky. 
By the way, Clint Capella is going off against again. Dallas. Is he? The, is I had I had mentioned who's the most improved player? I think it's kind of a three horse race between Capella, Oladipo, and Dinwiddie. Hmm. I'd probably give it to Dinwiddie just because. That's what I said. Two, the so, other two, we knew that they were like we knew Oladipo was going to go off in Indy. We just didn't know he was going to be MVP caliber. Yeah. Caliber. But I mean, Capella. And Capella, we knew he was going to be good. We did not know Spencer Dinwiddie. He is not who we thought he was. Yeah, well, I think I always say this because the like the fantasy world, we we tend to see guys that didn't have value for a while, and then now they're really valuable. You know, like when like my, like for me, I thought and you thought the same thing too. Everyone was like, "Oh, Giannis is the most improved player." We're like, "Nah, man, Giannis was a first round value after the break last year. He didn't improve that much." But um, yeah, I think people just fall in love with the the all stars and all that stuff. And like we, like I thought that Miles Turner was the most improved player last year. So it's mm. kind of the same thing. Like Dinwiddie came from kind of nowhere, old multiple years, got thrown aside by the Pistons. So yeah, I I think it's him. Like I I like the guys that were nothing and then now they're really good. Not the guys that were really yeah. good and now they're like kind of great. Yeah, I mean, they were great, and now they're superstars, yeah. whereas Dinwiddie was not even drafted, and now he's third-round value yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But Capella Capella should go off today against the centerless yeah. Mavericks. <laughs> and as you know, he's in all my FanDuel lineups because of how I roll. Yep. Um, all right. Let's, let's see Anything what else, else is. Um, let me just run through the early stuff. Yeah, Harrison's quiet so far, man. <laughs> but it's only seven minutes. Not much to go off of. Three eyes in foul trouble. Oh, don't be, don't be, I thought you were talking about Harrison Barnes. Oh, no, no. Yeah, he picked up three fouls in seven minutes. That means he's done for, done for the first yeah. half. Yeah, um, what else? Drill Martin playing a little bit. Yeah, anything else you want to add to it? I think we're good. Yeah, we, we, we've been, we've been talking long enough, I oh think. Oh, my God, yes, we have. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys, happy pickups, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming on, man. All right, see you. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.